Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Greetings in Jesus' mighty name. What a joy again to come together this morning to worship the Lord and to come and listen to God's word. I believe today there's a very precious word God's put in my heart and and I want us to look together to the scriptures. When you look through the scriptures, there is a phrase that we hear again and again, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The phrase we hear is a word called, in the last days. In the last days is a phrase that we hear both among the prophets, and then we hear it in the Gospels, when, or even in the epistles, when Paul or Jesus is saying, in the last days, the last days like will be like this, the last days will be like that, or in the end of the age. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 3 says, as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming? They knew that Jesus is coming back. And he's going to come back as Lord. When is the, the time or the sign of your coming and of the end of age? The disciples were very clear that Jesus was the Messiah and he did not come as a ruling warrior at this time. But he was going to come back again. He was going to come back as the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies of heaven. So they were asking him, what are the signs of the end of the age? So when we look in the Bible, we see that this concept of the end of the age was very clear and known among the Old Testament people and among the disciples of Jesus Christ, even in the time of Jesus Christ. So when the Bible uses the word last days, it's not talking about the end of all things. The word last days is used specifically for the end of this age. We see that in the Bible, the Bible talks about different ages. There were different ages or, you know, an age before mankind. An age after the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 and 21 says like this. Which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. The, the scriptures in Ephesians, Paul is clearly demarcating. There is this age and there is an age to come. There is this time and season and there is a season which is after this particular age. The Bible uses that word, the age that is now, and the age that is to come. Ephesians 3 verse 9 says, And to bring to light which is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things. Which means for a whole season or periods of time, which the Bible calls ages, God hid this mystery, the God who created all these things. The scripture confirms that God has ages in his plan. This present age will be ending and there will be a beginning of a new age. The present age will end with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there will be the millennial rule. And after that, there will be the, the new Jerusalem. After the great white throne judgment, there's going to be the new Jerusalem. A new heaven and a new earth. The Bible talks about these different ages. The, there was an age before creation. There was an age, a time from the fall of man to the redemption until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This particular season is also the present age. And this end of the season 
is what God calls, or the word of God calls, the end of this age. What is the sign of your coming and the end of this age? The disciples had connected the coming of the Lord Jesus to the end of this age and the beginning of a new age. And that's why it's so important for us to understand that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to usher in a new age for the people of God, for the disciples of Jesus Christ. While many theologians have different positions about the end of the age, and they have different stands and different understandings of what might happen and what it will look like, I want us today to focus on something, a spiritual force that is going to be operating very powerfully in the end of the age. And I think we need to look at a scripture here. About these last days, there will be many signs, the Bible says. There will be wars, there will be rumors of wars, there will be floods. There will be all kinds of wickedness increasing. But one thing the Bible says, but one of the things that stands about this age before the destruction is there is going to be an increase of lawlessness. There's going to be an increase of lawlessness. What is this increase of lawlessness? Matthew's Gospel 24 and verse 12, when they asked him about the end of the ages, he said, and Jesus tells the disciples, in fact, he's speaking Matthew 24 to four of his disciples. He speaks to the disciples, it says, because lawlessness is increased, the love of most will grow cold. One of the signs he says about the last days is that lawlessness is going to increase and the love of most people is going to grow cold. So what really is lawlessness? It's important for us to define what lawlessness is. Some people think lawlessness is the absence of law. No, lawlessness is not the absence of law. In fact, it is the presence of my law above the law of God. Many times you and I, we, we place our reasoning. God's law says something, but we reason something else. God's law says that this is what marriage is going to be defined as. But our reason, our worldly reason, will redefine what marriage is. God's law will say that this is what holiness is. But many people in the world and in the church will redefine holiness and, and say that you know even wickedness is holiness. So what really is lawlessness? It is the having a new law, our law, our reasoning, our thoughts, our plans, our desires above the law of God. When we do that, that's what the Bible calls lawlessness. It is an outright rejection of the law of God. It is a casting aside of God's holy word. And it is elevating, promoting and honoring our standards, our plans, our desires, our thoughts and ideologies above the law of God. Lawlessness was initiated in the Garden of Eden. We see that Adam and Eve, when they listened to Satan, they begin to negotiate in their heart. They had the law of God, but they begin to listen to a demonic spirit. And the demonic spirit began to influence them to listen and to stand against the work of God. In the Garden of Eden, we see that they were the, this demonic spirit was spreading lies and, and he was giving all kinds of lies about God and his holy word. And he told Adam and Eve, you don't have to be afraid. You know, you don't have to live in fear because you don't have to fear that God, God is actually jealous of you. He's afraid that you are going to become like him. Similarly, you see that lawlessness, what happened in the Garden of Eden, began to increase and increase and increase until a time came where the time of Noah came. In the time of Noah, we see something very interesting. In the time of Noah, lawlessness has increased so much. 
everybody was living so wickedly. God said, I cannot put up with man anymore. I am going to judge the whole earth. When lawlessness increases to a place, at one point in the fullness of time, the Bible says God will send his judgment upon the whole earth. When God saw that wickedness and lawlessness increased to such an extent that it covered the whole earth, the Bible says God judged the whole earth with a flood. And this was during the time of Noah, where it peaked, it peaked and culminated until the destruction of the whole world happened through a flood. Wickedness had increased in the Bible, the, uh, in the storyline of the Bible. And only Noah and his family, who listened to the law of God and entered into the ark, found salvation from the judgment of the waters. They were, he and his family were the only ones that were saved. Similarly, we see that there are similar typologies in God's word. Why is it important for us to know what Noah and his family, what they experienced salvation from the flood is a type of what God wants us to experience salvation from the great judgment and destruction that is going to come upon the whole earth in the last days. The Bible says there is going to be a judging of the devil. There is going to be a judgment upon the earth and it's very important for us to know that our dying is not the end of our life. When we die, it's not the end of our life. It is only the end of our opportunity to serve God here on earth. And after that, there's going to be judgment. There's going to be rewards. There's going to be new responsibilities. There's going to be a judgment. There's going to be a lake of fire where Satan and his demons are going to be thrown into. And everybody who chooses to follow after the devil, they are also going to be sent into that lake of fire. Hence, it's very, very important for us brothers and sisters today to know what are you going to allow to affect your eternity. Brothers and sisters, please be careful. Do not allow this lawlessness that is so rampant in the world today to affect your eternity and my eternity. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7 says like this, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until it is taken out of the way. Which means there is a mystery of lawlessness that is working. And somebody or something is holding it back, which means there is a restraint that is happening until a particular time. There is a time until which this restraint is taken away. And the Bible says this mystery of lawlessness, this has the potential to spiritually influence both the world and the church. The Bible says even now this lawless one is working. Even now the lawless one is working at different times and seasons in the world. And it's so important for you and me to know that God wants us to guard our heart. That we do not give this lawless one any foothold. When we study this mystery of lawlessness, we, we see the Bible talks about two things. Firstly, the Bible says there is going to be a man of lawlessness. In the mystery of lawlessness, there's going to be a man of lawlessness whom the Bible calls the Antichrist. And there is also going to be a spirit of lawlessness. Or that is going to be the spirit influence of the demonic world that is going to spread out widely in the last days, causing increase of wickedness and sin. Firstly, the Antichrist. We see the Bible says that there is one person who constantly, brothers and sisters, wants to destroy your life and my life. Constantly is planning to destroy you and me. He is the Antichrist. He is going to be a person. The Antichrist is a demonic work who will come in the flesh 
and is called by different names in the Bible. He's called the Antichrist. He's called the man of lawlessness. He's called the man of destruction. He's called the son of destruction. He's called the man of sin. Satan. He's, in Revelations, he's called the beast. The term Antichrist is found four times in the Bible. We see in both in 1 John chapter 2, in 1 John chapter 4, and in 2 John chapter 1. We see in all these three portions, in specific verses four times, the Antichrist is mentioned. Well, who and what is the Antichrist? In a broad definition, let me explain why it's important to understand what is the Antichrist. The Antichrist that means to be the opponent of the Messiah. The straight opposite of everything Christ stands for. The straight opposite of everything our Lord Jesus stands for is the Antichrist. He is the one who stands against or opposes everything Jesus stands for. The Bible says in the last days, this Antichrist is going to come. And he is going to seat himself in the temple of God. And he is going to... He's going to desecrate the holy place. He's going to, you know, literally, he's going to cause all kinds of wickedness. Daniel prophesies that in the last days that, that, that these things are going to happen. The temple is going to be rebuilt and he's going to desecrate the temple. This Antichrist is going to come. This man of lawlessness is going to seat himself there. He's going to be revealed, the Bible says. The Apostle Paul says there is going to be a revelation of this man of God in the last day. Uh, of, there's going to be a revelation of the Antichrist in the last days. Which means until then he's going to be secretly influencing. But in the last days there's going to be a, a bold, ruthless, shameless revelation of the Antichrist. This Antichrist is going to exalt himself. And he's going to demand that the whole world will worship him. He's going to demand that everybody, he will come peacefully. He will take over with flattery. But he will demand that the whole world will worship him. In times past, many antichrists have come. People that are not the antichrist, but people who are like the antichrist, who are under the influence of the spirit of antichrist. We see, you know, there are a lot of historical events. There was a, there was a man called Antiochus IV of Seleucia who styled himself as the Epiphanes, which is God manifest. He invaded Jerusalem. He despoiled, destroyed the temple. He commanded the burning of the scriptures. He forbade the covenant rites of the circumcision and put to death many of the faithful followers of Yahweh. Then ultimately he instituted pagan sacrifice in the temple. In fact, the Bible says that he set up, you know, some people think that he was the abomination of desolation that was set up. There are many other times people have thought that it is the abomination of desolation. But there is something the Bible says that after this Antichrist is revealed, the Bible says that Jesus Christ will come back. And then he's, there's going to be a second coming of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that so the second coming has not yet happened. But many, many people that were a type of the Antichrist, just like a type of Jesus has been seen in God's word. There's also a type of the Antichrist that is there in history. If that is the case, I want to tell you today. Firstly, there is going to be a man, the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist. But there is also going to be a spirit of lawlessness. A spirit of lawlessness. While people are focusing on the man of lawlessness, on the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, many times people are forgetting how secretly the spirit of the Antichrist 
is permeating around the world, influencing people's minds, ideologies, worldviews, you know, system, faith systems, influencing into, you know, into worldwide political arena to make nations war with one another. This spirit of the Antichrist is getting into literature, making people write profanity. It is getting into entertainment industry, where things that were happening privately in the bedrooms, today are such profanity and such promiscuity, is openly demonstrated in our entertainment industries around the world. The news channels are full in many places you see. They have to show something or the other which is profane so that people would be interested in their channels. I want you to know today, the spirit of lawlessness is permeating everywhere. He's permeating around the world. He's passing a, a, this ungodly thoughts, ungodly you know, literature, ungodly ideologies, ungodly ways, ungodly methods of you know, ruling and controlling and, and threatening the people of the land. And all of this ungodly entertainment industry, all of this today is coming under strong influence of the spirit of lawlessness. The Bible says that this spirit of lawlessness is going to cause people's minds to be ungodly to go into perverse ideology, everything that is against the word of God. This spirit of lawlessness is going to be anti-God, is going to be anti-Bible, is going to be anti-prayer, is going to be anti-fellowship gathering to meet together, is going to be anti-godliness, anti-morality, is going to bring in, he's going to reduce the standards of morality, is going to be anti-godly, biblical godly marriage, He's going to try to redefine what marriage is and it's, and it's going to be against biblical concepts of marriage. This spirit of lawlessness is going to be anti-authority. It's going to whip up rebellion in the world and in the house of God. John the epistle says, apostle says, he says in 1 John 4, 3, he says, this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. People of God, I want you to know the spirit of Antichrist has already come. He's here in the world. And he's spreading his influence into world systems, into schools, into educational systems, into, you know, mind, mindsets, into ideologies. And he wants to get the world and he wants to get the house of God to bow its knees and worship the Antichrist. If the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world and permeating the systems, worldviews, ideologies, and influencing people to go after anything anti-Christ, anti-Messiah, anti-God's word, then it is important for us to recognize what are, some of the, what are some of the characteristics of the spirit of the Antichrist? What are some of the characteristics of the spirit of lawlessness, having my law above the law of God? You see, that is one of the first signs you will see of the spirit of lawlessness is an utter disregard for God's word. Around the world, more and more as we are becoming, you know, more one world with the technology, information technology, people communicating, listening to material from around the world, we're seeing more and more people becoming, carrying an independent spirit and beginning to have an utter disregard for God's word. People are disregarding God's word and they, they're saying, I, I, I don't know why I should, you know, regard God's word. I don't know why I should listen to God's word or obey God's word. You see, there's an, one of the things that the Antichrist spirit or the lawlessness spirit will make people do is to, is to look down on God's word, doubt it, 
I don't believe in God's word. I don't think it's true. I don't think it's accurate. I don't think it's... And somehow, they believe everything man is saying. They say that science says this, research says that. But as a student of science, I've found how so often science did scientific discoveries and, and research has also changed in their understanding of many things. But man would rather choose to believe that and disregard, in fact, disdain or despise the word of God. What did the spirit of lawlessness do? will do? You know, even in the church, it makes the people exalt ourselves against the will of God. The spirit of lawlessness will move people's hearts and will tell people, don't listen to the word of God. Don't obey the will of God. Rather, why don't you have your own will? Within the household of God, people are going to become more self-willed. The Bible says, uh, it says in the last days, people will be lovers of self, lovers of money. They will be self-willed, their own desires, and they will desire to seat themselves on the throne. One of the things the Antichrist, Satan, tried to do, I will arise. I will seat myself on the throne. I will become like God. Today, that spirit of lawlessness is trying to influence your heart and my heart to become like Satan, become to take that place. He wants to deceive us and say, you must arise. You must become famous. You must have that big place. And you must have your own plan for your own life. You must have a career plan for yourself. I want you to know nothing wrong with it, but it is dangerous when that is not submitted to the will of God. When the body of Christ begins to stop asking God, what is your will for my life? When we stop asking, what is your plan? Because the spirit of the Antichrist wants self-worship. He wants to be worshipped. He wants to be, he wants power. He wants control. One of the signs you'll see of the Antichrist spirit, the lawless spirit, is that it will make even believers want control, power. There'll be a lust for power in the house of God. There'll be fight, fighting for authority. Even if there's no direct fight for authority, they will at least be fighting for my space. Nobody get into my space. I don't want to give account to anybody. I will live my life. The spirit of the Antichrist, in fact, will also, the Bible says, the Antichrist will come in a peaceful way. And he will, in fact, the Bible says, he will seduce people or he will obtain power through his flattery, the Bible says. In the book of Daniel, it says in 11.32, he says he will, he will flatter people. He will lie to people. Uh, Daniel chapter 11, uh, you know, he says that the flattery is one of the things that the spirit of lawlessness will do. Even today in the house of God, many times believers, they'll try to flatter the pastors and leaders or they will try to flatter the people in whose good books they need to be. So what? To give an image of ourselves that, oh, we are nice, we are godly, we are kind, all of that. But in the eyes, uh, away from the eyes of the, of the believers, many times they will live wicked lives. They will live secret lives. Believers will live double lives. That is the spirit of lawlessness. Brothers and sisters, are you living a double life? Are you saying your, your, your language, you're coming peacefully, but in the end you flatter only to get power? And to bring about deceit. Daniel chapter 8 and verse 25 says like this. They're going to, he's going to come. The spirit is going to come deceitfully. A deceptive spirit is the spirit of lawlessness. There's going to be one thing shown on the outside. And another thing shown on the inside. God wants you and me to be delivered from the spirit of the Antichrist. One of the things the spirit of lawlessness is going to do. Is that one of the things the Antichrist do? He's going to he's going to bring people to strife, have strife with one another, fighting one another. He's going to turn people against people, nation against nation. He's going to church church again, turn church against church, believers against believers. 
Are you entertaining the spirit of lawlessness in your family? Then he's going to turn the husband against the wife and the wife against the husband. If you're turning against one another in the family, you are just entertaining the spirit of lawlessness in your home. Strife. One of the things the spirit of lawlessness is going to do. What are these signs? You will see that he hates the truth. He will refuse to love the truth. Second Thessalonians 2.4 says, He will cause strife and opposition. Yes, but verse 10 says, They will refuse to love the truth. There's going to be a hatred for God's word. There's going to be a hatred for God's truth. People will come to church. They will sit down in church. And it's amazing. You know, as a shepherd, I've seen two groups of people in the church. One group of people who are on the edge of their chair, eagerly listening to God's word. Eagerly listening to God's word. But in this pandemic season, there are other people who are lying down in bed and, and just watching the beginning of the message and the ending of the worship and, and the closing prayer. Lying down in bed and, and uh, you know, in, in a dishonorly way to worship. We're not prepared to worship God. Why? Because we have, you know, we count as a common thing the hour of prayer. We count as an ordinary thing the hour of worship. People of God, household of God, you know, in my home, I've instructed our family, even if we are coming in front of the television set or the internet or the YouTube uh, streaming of the church service, even if you're coming to sit there, I want us to be fresh. I want us to be dressed up so that we can, you know, we can come like we're coming to the household of God, like we're coming to worship God, that we can honor God with our actions. People of God, I know I'm not, uh, my intent is not to set laws. My intent is to challenge that spirit of lawlessness that is sneaking into your lives. This spirit of lawlessness will cause many false signs and wonders will destroy even the elect. The spirit of lawlessness in the church will make believers to backslide. Will make believers, will think in their heart, should I follow, should I not follow? Well, I'm not sure whether I should follow or not. And the spirit of lawlessness will speak lies. I've seen today how much, how easy it is for people to lie. It is just so easy. Many believers, it's their second nature now. Because the spirit of lawlessness is controlling them. If the Holy Spirit is in you, you can respond to the Holy Spirit. But if you're giving room to the spirit of lawlessness, you might end up responding to the demonic spirit of lawlessness. Today I want you to know people, if you are lying, stop lying. The Bible says, in the last days, liars will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You may name the name of Christ, you may be in the household of God, but the spirit of lawlessness will steal you away from the, the kingdom of God. People of God, don't let the devil cheat you from your eternity. The spirit of lawlessness... He wants his own will. In fact, Daniel 11.31 says, this Antichrist will profane the temple. One of the things the spirit of lawlessness will do in the household of God, he will make believers do, he will make them profane the temple of the Holy Spirit. Promiscuity, wickedness, sexual immorality, all kinds of lying, cheating, all kinds of things will be in the temple of the Holy Spirit in the believers. They will find it okay to lie, okay to sin, okay to do wicked things, okay to have extramarital affairs. They will find it okay to say lies, okay to rob, okay to do all these things. Why? Because there is a spirit of lawlessness. He will be constantly looking for something in your life and family. Brothers, sisters, don't give the devil a foothold. Because the devil will want to come into your temple and he will want to profane the temple of the Holy Spirit. He will want to profane this temple. And he will want to seat himself on this throne. He will want to seduce you. He will want to seduce you to think that his ways are better than God's ways. 
His words are better than God's words. His plans for you are better than God's plans for you. The love of the people, the believers. One of the things that's going to happen when the spirit of lawlessness takes over, the love of the believers are going to grow cold. That's what the Bible says. The many different people, they will begin to stop loving God. And the Bible says that this spirit of lawlessness, Daniel 11.35 says, will cause even the wise to stumble. He's going to cause believers to stumble. The elect are going to fall. In the last days, just watch out. Many, many believers are going to fall. Many believers are going to walk away. Not because they plan to walk away from God, but because little by little, little by little, they're allowing the spirit of lawlessness, the spirit of the Antichrist, to take over their life. Just like you allow the Holy Spirit to influence your life, if you don't walk with God, you're going to allow the the spirit of lawlessness to influence your life. Just like you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart. If you don't follow God, you're going to allow the spirit of lawlessness to influence your life. He will make, he will plunder you. He will destroy you. He will, you know, he will make you turn against the Holy One. And he will, he will always want to change the law of God. Alter the laws of God. The Bible says that he will want to, Daniel 7, 30, 25 says, he will want to alter the laws and the times, make altercations in times and laws. You see, he will want to alter the your understanding of God's word in the house of God. He will say, I know you, many believers will say, I know the word of God says that, but I don't know if that's the original meaning. I don't know if this meaning was there. As I listen to many theologians debate about sinful lifestyles and practices, I am appalled at the way many theologians are looking. Well, that original meaning is not that. It's not that sin. It's not this. And they begin to negotiate. And they are altering the laws and the times of God. When the spirit of lawlessness comes in, I want you to know many will deny God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In the last days, many pastors, worship leaders, many of them, many servants of God, many in ministry are going to backslide. Why? Not because Jesus is not Lord, because it is prophetic about the last days. That people are going to listen to the spirit of lawlessness. He's going to reveal himself more and more. And that is why every believer, my brother, my sister, we need to be watchful and praying. This is why Jesus said, could you not watch and pray? Could you not watch and pray? In the last days, God wants us to watch and pray. Because the Antichrist is going to cause you. He's going to try to cause you to deny the Father and the Son and the fact that Jesus came in the flesh. But Daniel 11.32 says, Hallelujah. It says, They that know the Lord shall be strong and shall do mighty exploits for God. What is the context of that scripture? The context of the scripture is how believers are going to stand up against the Antichrist in the last days. They're going to be strong and they're going to do mighty exploits. I want to close by saying this in the last days. This Antichrist lawless spirit is going to influence rampantly in the nations. Legislations are going to be passed under the influence of these demonic spirits. People are going to be listening to these kind of demonic spirits. And they are going to pass laws which are anti-word of God. Nations will turn against God's word. In fact, speaking God's word is going to bring the house of God persecution. You know, declaring this is the will of God. In the last days in many nations, people are going to get arrested if you say this is what the word of God says. Because the laws will be anti-word of God. 
God, and on the other side, they will be telling you, you can live in sin, it's okay, nothing's going to happen, but I want you to know, they will, the Antichrist, the spirit of lawlessness will want to make you believe that God's not going to punish you, no sin is going to happen. In fact, the spirit of lawlessness is working in the sons of lawlessness. The spirit of lawlessness today is working all around the world and it's there even in the church today. It's rampant in the church today. Where Satan is lying to many believers. Live as you like. Nothing's going to happen. Jesus is not coming back. You're not going to be judged for your sin. You're not going to be judged because you live in sin or disobedience. There are people in the body of Christ who are living in sexual immorality, who are living in rebellion, who are walking in divorce, who are making people divorce. And if you are one of them in the house of God, listen to me, church. If any of you are walking under the spirit of Antichrist, you are deceived. I want you to repent right now and begin to walk with God. I rather, you know, challenge you to walk with God than flatter you and see you lose your life into Christless eternity. Many believers are becoming lukewarm and succumbing to the spirit of lawlessness. And I want you to know today, don't be blinded by this deceiving spirit. Don't be blinded by the spirit of the Antichrist. Don't be blinded by the spirit of lawlessness. But I want you to know, because they did not receive, did not love the truth, and that they might be saved, the Bible says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10. Because they did not love the truth, that's why they lost their salvation. Today, even as I'm going to pray with you, I want to challenge you, brothers and sisters, that you will walk with God. I want to challenge you right now, that you will turn away from the spirit of lawlessness, who hates you, who is trying to destroy you, who is trying to take you away from the plans of God. And I want you to turn in a fresh way. If your love has grown cold, that's the spirit of lawlessness. If your passion for God's word has grown cold, that's the spirit of lawlessness. If you want to isolate yourself from the household of God, that's the spirit of lawlessness. If you want to have your will above the will of God, that's the spirit of lawlessness. Today, people of God, God wants to pour his revival upon your life again. He wants to give you a spirit of joy, a spirit of humility and a spirit of love, a spirit that loves God. He wants to revive your hearts in a precious way. And if you, any one of you listening today to me, you know that you have been influenced by the spirit of lawlessness that has drawn your heart away from passionately pursuing God. I want you to repent right now, even as we are praying. Father, we're asking in Jesus' mighty name that everyone that has turned away from a sincere pursuit of God, Lord, today will repent and turn back to God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the anointing of God, and will arise and walk with a passionate pursuit of revival, passionate pursuit of holiness, passionate pursuit of the things of God. We give you the glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.